It's the Score North Twin Show. I was on the early in the game, and I, I told him there were some free outs on the bases. And he was like, what do you mean? I'm like, they're taking big leads. And uh, if you look at me, I'll give you a sign, and in key spots, we can get some outs there. Um, it felt like the right situation to do it, 3-2 count. Laddie was getting a huge lead. Obviously, he's trying to score on a single. Bichette, you know, he's a pure hitter. Um, knows how to hit the ball the other way. Knows how to find holes. Um, always pretty much leading the league in hits, and I felt like that was the right spot to do it, and I gave him the sign, and we executed it. God, what a, what a badass, man. Brilliant play. God, it's incredible. I can't believe, I can't believe you guys, you questioned, you questioned him all season like that, Judd. Oh, I God, never lost yeah. faith. Yeah. Well, no, you know what's funny is we we did talk about uh, for for those um, who aren't necessarily selective listeners of the Score North Twin Show. We did oh, talk. There's... We did talk about a lot what he provided at shortstop. Like we Dude, were all defense, on yeah. the same page with that. Now, now was his regular season at the plate a disappointment? Absolutely. But I think all three of us at different times discussed that his defense at shortstop cannot be taken for granted because he he and in this series as well and pretty regularly Michael Taylor too those two guys make plays look routine that we've seen aren't routine dude it's i don't think it's hyperbole to say Carlos Correa's defense swayed that series we're never going to be able to fully measure because the things that he did with his glove and his arm and his legs prevented things from happening. So it's like it's like the the danger that you can't see. Yeah. Carlos Correa was sort of shielding us all from it, right? But how many additional runs score if he doesn't make that play on oh. Bichette sliding home, right? How long does that inning continue? If they don't pick off Vlad at second base, does yeah. Bichette, who again, like Correa was saying, one of the best hitters of the last 10 years, in terms of just pure batting average, mm-hmm. do they get an extra two runs, three runs? Do they, do they even the series? Like it's, it's almost immeasurable. And and then there's also this other immeasurable quality he has of just having won a World Series before and having been a huge, you know, Sam Cassell big balls playoff performer before. And he brings all of that swag and confidence and self assuredness into the rest of the players. And so, yeah, man, like. Worth every penny in that first series to to get all of those you know nineteen years of demons just shoot away. I think it was worth the price of Carlos Correa. And I, I think what what speaks um, uh, volumes about his glove is he drove in a key run in game two, mm-hmm. and we didn't really talk about it because because what what he did defensively. And when, you know, when Gray comes out and says that's all Correa, like he saw it, he knew the crowd noise would impact it. And that's the other thing. You know what? And we spent um, the postgame two games talking about this, but now it's really quantifiable. The noise in that stadium swayed that play. There's no question about it. Like, you, I don't think you put that play on. um, Or you certainly don't probably have the success that you did without that stadium being that loud. Dude, it's amazing. I don't know if it was quite metrodome loud, but it was it was like Im- impact of the game loud, obviously, with that play at second base. Absolutely. So Declan has a pie chart of praise here. Declan's just been taking all sorts of flack for oh, for God. a week ago saying he doesn't want now it was our hottest twins take segment. That's the funny thing too. We did a hottest twins take segment. 
I think that's where that fell under. And Declan said, here's my take. I don't want. Oh, no, I don't think it was. It, it was actually it was just, just our 26-man roster. off the top <laughs> rope hot take. And I went swanton bomb into a table with the guy rolling off the, rolling off the table. And you have, ta- I mean, Twitter mm-hmm. has been. Mm-hmm. I thought the Crusaders, the Cousins oh, no, Crusaders this, were bad. Are, I think these like guys Griffin are. Griffin Jacks must have an army. An the Griffin army Grifters. He's in the the Griffin Grifters. <laughs> He's in the Air Force, so I think there's a whole bunch of airmen, uh, military people. And by tried the to way, kill my, yesterday. Like my brother was in the Air Force, so I got nothing, no problems with the, with the military, man. But they're Parker coming troops. for you. But they, I, I am. Yep. The infantry is coming. Yes. So we'll see if Griffin Jacks. We'll see if Declan apologizes formally to Griffin Jacks, and if Griffin Jacks makes the pie chart of praise here. But before we get to that, a uh, couple house cleaning items here, boys. The twins. We have we have playoff game times, so we'll start with that here. Um, the game on Saturday is going to start at three forty-five Central Time, so that's at Houston. Game one, three forty-five Central Time, Fox Sports One, and then Game Two will be a primetime game on Fox Sports One at seven o'clock. So, if you're trying to figure out like we are, how do these games interact with the big football games this weekend? Basically, you start that Twins game at 345, and then the Gophers start three hours later against Michigan. And then uh, on Sunday, Vikings-Chiefs at 320 or 315. Twins-Astros at 7 o'clock Central Time. So not a whole lot of interference with your football and your baseball viewing options here. Do we by chance, and he, he probably has a football assignment on Sunday, so perhaps not, do we by chance get Phil's guy, Kenny Albert? Oh, Fox Sports One. It's Kenny Albert. Well, on Sunday, do we get Nance and and uh, no, over no. the baseball? I'm saying game? the baseball. He's doing oh. some baseball for Fox. So boy, oh, is he doing baseball for Fox? He's done some baseball, yeah. Because hmm. what TBS has the NLDS, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. would he get? Well, he's Burkhart, the Turner. Okay, I, no, well, he's, he work he's for Fox. Fox for football. He does work and for Turner for hockey. Turner for hockey. Okay, okay. you're That's right. Where, yes. but he's not a okay. Turner baseball guy. Got it. And so is he a Fox baseball guy? He's done. He's been. He's he does Fox. Right? He does football and baseball Harry for Fox. Albert, Harry oh! Houston. It's the Twins. But and the, the thing Astros. about this is game one. So so Burkhart. <laughs> it's Burkhart and Smoltz as, as their top team, right? Yeah. I highly doubt they're going to do the Astros Twins. No, we get the other guy. There's uh, the other guy that did some games. Like AJ Pruszynski will probably be. Yeah, right? like wasn't that. he part of that? But but so, your guy Kenny know, sure. has worked with. Przinski at times. So that's what I'm okay. speculating. It's AJ Przinski and Kenny Albert. I just want to hear you do your Kenny Albert impersonation <laughs> after every single game. Uh, maybe uh, maybe I can do it on the microphone at Target Field this weekend because the Twins are going to host some watch parties. So Saturday, the doors open at Target Field at 2.30 for that 3.45 first pitch. And uh, concession stands are going to be open for food and beverage. And then on, on Sunday for game two, Six o'clock, the gates open for that. Of course, the Vikings are going to be playing right down the street. So you're, it's going to downtown is going to be popping this weekend. If you want tickets, go to twins.com slash watch party. So it's free to get in, but I think you do have to claim a ticket. So go to oh. twins.com slash watch party mm-hmm. to get in there. Mm-hmm. But um, let's get to the pie chart of praise here. Declan's going to slice the this rock thing knows up. knows how you feel about pie. Is this a pie to the praise for the series victory, right? Yes. For the full series. That okay. is correct. For the two victories for the uh, for the Twins over the Blue Jays. I don't have MLB, like, elongated oh. bed. So I was going to get the football bed just to, just to play. Or the Turner bed for, for baseball. Well, I can do Turner. I can do NHL. I can do, well, that's the hockey one. I have the hockey yeah. Turner bed. That's The Turner baseball bed is actually pretty good. I don't have that one. 
Phil uh, had that one for a while. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I took a lot of the baseball beds off my button bar because we didn't we have did, a twin show for two we, years. We didn't do a so twin show for They're in file somewhere. Our, yeah. The football bed's fine. We can okay, use the football, the football bed. bed. It's fine. Okay. Yeah, it's all good. There we go. All right. Here it is. The pie chart of praise for the Twins' first playoff series victory in 21 years. The Rock knows how you feel about pie. All right. So uh, Old Dex tweets after we got done with Ventline yesterday, uh, poured himself a cocktail, and then uh, started cooking up a pie. You know, again, Vinny was helping. I said, you know, sniff this. Sound like a good idea? No, Dad, this doesn't sound like a good idea. You need to put the right stuff on it here. It didn't said, burn, okay. right? Like no, no burn. Like you didn't no keep burning. pouring yourself no. drinks, and and the next thing you no, knew, the house no, no, no. was aflame. No, there were a the couple. The fiance was pissed off, and the dog was like, "What the hell are you doing?" Dude? No, there were a couple cocktails poured in, in celebration of of a of a series win for the first time right. in 19 years. Uh, so I have six pieces of pie. Okay. Six. Six the piece. Rock knows how you feel about pie. I'm going to start from the bottom, work my way up. Starting with the smallest slice here, 5%. 5% to the fans. Yeah, 5% okay. to the Target Field fans who pack that place, were loud, didn't add much of that nervous energy. You know, was, were there times of crisis a little bit during this series? Absolutely. But the fans showed up. They were loud. They were boisterous. They were chanting pitchers' names. They made their impact felt on the game 100%. The players are playing. The fans are cheering. But you can't tell me that the fans didn't have some type of impact on that series. They picked off a player. They helped pick off a player. I can't, and you could probably say, hey, only 5%. Come on. But I'm, I'm, I'm going to relegate that to some other pieces of pie here. But they deserve a spot on the pie chart of praise. So 5% yes. in the first piece. It, it was a different Minnesota sports fan energy than I can remember recently. You know, it just... And it, a lot of it, I think, is because of the damage and the torment that we've all been through, that it's hard to just keep walking down the same street and having the same anvil dropped on your head, right? Yeah. Year after year after year, how do you block out everything that's happened and then kind of rise above it as a fan? But then you go watch some of the other games, like watch the Philadelphia fans. Philadelphia fans expect their team to win championships at this point, or at least to go deep. They've been to seven different NLDS series in the last however many years. The Eagles going to Super Bowls, you know, so you watch those fans. Those are confident, brash, cocky people. I felt in, in its own way, like Minnesotans are different than people from Philadelphia, but uh, this is the most brash I think I have felt Minnesota sports fans or Twins fans being in a long, long time. I think the tone was set. Game one, bottom of the first, Royce comes up, and, and it's Boom. like, oh, my God, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? Home run, yeah. and it's like, okay, it's on now. All right, so, okay, 5% fans. All right, next piece of pie, 10%. 10% to Griffin Jacks. Yes, there it is. Yeah. Griffin Jacks. Eat your words. Apologize. Eat it. Apologize. Griffin Jacks, who I said those 10 losses, uh, I can't have it. He has 71 appearances in the regular season, only 23 holds, for God's sakes. I was like, I, I don't know how I feel about this. I know they won't do it, but I don't feel good about this. But damn it, Griffin Jacks comes in and shuts Dex tweets up, puts him in a coma, and everyone is just dancing on his grave. Go for it. Dance on my grave, Griffin Jacks fans. Dance on my grave, Griffin Jacks, for all that matter. You came in, you delivered two epic appearances. You held the game intact. You did the job that you were supposed to do. You did it damn well. You gave up a leadoff double to one of the best hitters in baseball. Didn't matter. Doesn't phase you because you mow down the next three hitters uh, that you faced. Griffin Jacks deserves a pie chart of praise and an apology from yours truly. 
Wow. There it is. There it is. See, what, Judd, you've never done that, okay? No, the, the no, amount of times no. where someone has demanded you apologize yeah, to a no, player, rarely... that's how you do it right there. Well, no, that's hold on a second. Apologize. I did apologize. No, no, I, I did apologize or at least confessed I was completely wrong on Kepler because I did say halfway through DFA and I'm done here. And then you I said, I don't think you formally apologized were, to Max, well, then, though. Well, actually, actually, I owe like the apology more, I think, to Derek and Thad probably than, than Max. But they turned out to be exactly right. But Declan, I'm proud. And, you know, when Vladdy hits, when Vladdy smoked that ball off the wall, there was a fleeting thought, oh, my God, Declan's going to be exactly right Declan, here. Declan's and I didn't, be... I did not fire off a, an emotional smart, tweet. I smart said, move. wait, wait. You're still getting piled on. Wait. As I I've, I yeah. said this to both of you guys, this is a that was a no lose situation for Dex tweets. Either Griffin Jacks delivers and the yeah. Twins win playoff games, or I look yeah. like a genius. There there's no there there there's <laughs> You're no happy either lose way. here. There's no yeah. lose. You're happy for me. either way. Yeah. If Judd you. had Judd, if you had given the same take that I did and Griffin Jacks did that, what of your rebuttal would have, would you have apologized? What would what would Judd Zolgata have done? If this was reversed, if you gave the exact, take. I would have no, pointed I, out he I, gave I, up a shot to Guerrero. It got a little dicey. No. I think I don't think because I, I mean it's hard. It's hard to like take what he did and twist it into something that. Up, oh, somebody shut him up. Those twin truthers. They got Some, to somebody got to him. Somebody got to Mackie. Who do you think got to him? Probably, probably the same guys who are tap dancing on my tweets right now. It, it might have been me because he was trying to explain what I m- might have done, and I just cut the cord. No, and I 100% understand that. Yeah, but I, I thought you—I don't know what you would have done. I was very yeah, I'm curious. Not sure in this, I'm not sure in that case because that's a hot take. It is. Like, it like, I, like I did back up from my desk and said, what? what? Yeah, what? So, like, let's not let's not act like I was, like, on board there. I was absolutely shocked. No, it was, uh, um, it was but, a pretty okay. shocking one. So 5% to fans, 10% to Jax. So yeah, a couple pieces of pie uh, down here on this pie chart of praise. 50%? Though. We, got, we got plenty to go. We got a lot of pie left. Right. We got a lot of pie left, and I believe he back. is back. There you yeah, go. No, I think they're literally like, they've, they, they saw they've given us the warning that they're like they're doing some construction and some internet maintenance, and so there's strike one. Um, Here's how Judd would have spun it, I think, if this were him. You would have Cut said, that's great. That's great. You did great in the first two appearances, the first series. Oh, keep doing there's it? There's an LDS, yeah. there's an ALCS, and there's a World that. Series. Okay? The, keep doing it. The Stu Gots, do it in the DS. Do it in the League Championship That's a good question. So, yeah. so is your apology premature? Well, it's not because it's for the series. Yeah, so, uh, but, what, but, dude, like, yeah, you're right. It was, the, it was the rush for the series. But what happens if he comes in and just, like, Astros light they're up. up by three runs, Crawford and he gives boxes. up a four, like, yeah. Bert Bregman hits a back, home run. Do you then retweet the video that everyone else is tweeting out, clowning you, and say, told eh. you so? And I go, what? Maybe. I don't know. All right. Depends how I'm feeling. Depends <laughs> how that loss happens. Yeah. See? See? Yeah. Sometimes it depends on how the, the loss happens. knows how you feel about or the win. All right. All right. Four pieces of pie left here. 20%. You'll notice a theme, I think, here next. Uh, 20% to Carlos Correa. Man. What a savvy playoff veteran here uh, who delivered some clutch defensive moments. He obviously gets the big RBI single that helps them offensively, but he is worth every single penny for what you saw him do in the field. Obviously, the two amazing plays, the pickoff in Game 2, the epic throw at home, that's definitely, I think, going to be remembered for a very long time. I I was with Royce. I didn't 
see that angle until you watch it from behind. Like there's another angle behind of that play. play. It is absurd yep. how quickly he gets to that ball, fires it on time, and and makes it happen. So yeah. Carlos Correa, who had three hits in this series, okay, by the way, still, still had a pretty solid offensive series, but we're all looking at his defense, which is still rightfully so. He deserves a big chunk of pie, 20% to Carlos Correa. Love it, man. Yeah. He's, uh, and then we've already, yeah, we can get to the next chunk because I think we've already, there's nothing else we can say that we haven't said over the last three episodes. The guy was incredible and yes. All right, next chunk. Next chunk pie, 20%. Might think, might think this is too low. You might think this is too low, but it's hard to divvy up the pie uh, appropriately here. 20% to Royce Lewis. Wow. Okay. 20% to Royce Lewis. Uh, now, he single-handedly carried them in Game 1. He had all three RBI, yep. uh, What scored two, uh, scored, all, uh, scored two of the three runs, um, and obviously was only able to DH, but still was a tough out. I mean, it's amazing when you have an opposing manager who is making pitching changes and pitching around to a guy who has, what, 50 games under his major league career and is the biggest threat in this offense. Um, he was incredible. He had the Kirby Puckett moment. He had that swagger about him in the playoffs, coming off the bench cold after not playing baseball in two weeks and delivers what, for my money, was the best Twins playoff moment I have ever seen in my life. Wow. Yeah. It's the best Twins playoff moment I have ever seen in my life. Just a moment. Unless you're going to take one from a loss and elevate it above Royce Lewis in a win, the options are pretty slim, right? It is slim. Pierzynski hitting a bomb against the A's. Mm. I think you're right. If because because you take 91 out, you weren't I wasn't around there. for 1991, right? So no, I wasn't there. I mean, Judd, I think they've only won. Think about this: if we're only taking moments from wins, right? Yeah, they've they've only this was only their one, two, three, like sixth. So they beat the A's in three games. They are in five games. So three wins there. They won one game against the Angels. Two against the Yankees in 03. That's it. This is only their seventh playoff game yep. win since 1991. No, it's so. incredible, but that's yes. Shannon Stewart with the catch at uh, Yankee Stadium in the corner. That was incredible. But yeah, man. Well, it's and, there. and this came at home. So it creates the, the, the excitement as well. Because yes. again, that first home run to me set a certain tone. You know what's hilarious is in 2017 in the wild card game when Dozier and Rosario go back to back in Yankee Stadium, that's like now just a forgotten memory because you blew the game. Like that was an yeah. epic start to a game that has potential to be as important as this Royce Lewis home run to a degree because it's at Yankee Stadium, the house of horrors, yeah. and yet no one really cares or really gives it any credit anymore because you blew. Well, what was the game. game one yeah. <laughs> in in 19? It was the top of the first, right? Polanco hit a home run. Like so. they got they got off to a good That's start. Right. I think that also happened. in the top of the first, I believe, in nineteen. Yeah. But I mean, you lost the game, so right. ultimately, who cares? Right. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we're making our way here. The Rock knows right. how you 20% feel about to Lewis. Pie. Two more slices, and you've already burned Correa and Lewis. This mm-hmm. is interesting. Twenty uh-huh. percent to a tag team of Sonny Gray and Pablo Lopez. They're going to get one. They're on one piece oh, of pie them here. Together. Okay. Putting them together here. Your game one and two starters who were excellent. Your horses. They delivered, man. They absolutely delivered. Sonny Gray didn't have his best stuff necessarily, but he's a bulldog. You put runners on base, doesn't matter. He's still going to find ways to get outs. Pablo Lopez um, didn't have the strongest. The strikeout numbers, as we've seen during the regular season, I think just three strikeouts in his uh, five and two innings of work on in game one. But still, starting pitching, man, it sets the table. And that Blue Jays lineup is definitely 
lackluster. It's, it didn't live up to its potential on paper. But still, when you have when you have Chapman batting eighth, he's batting eighth in that lineup. Yeah, um, that's that's an incredible. That just goes to show how incredible it is. And those starting pitchers carried you, in my opinion, to a win as well. So Sonny Gray, Pablo Lopez are linked together. They're handcuffed on this piece of pie, and twenty percent to them. Yeah, I think I think those guys would probably fight to each have their own slice of pie. But yes, that is that is about as much as you can possibly ask for in the first two games from your starting pitchers. And mm-hmm. You kind of look around now, and you're like, the Astros, you know, not only are they not as fearsome maybe as they've been before, but if you're them, you're looking at the twin starting pitchers and some of these bullpen guys. Like, how do you figure out how to score four, five, six runs? It's not as easy with some of the... Uh, compared to some of the previous Twins pitching staff that have run out in postseason series. There, there's a certain pressure on the Astros, I think, to get game one, too, now. Because they're going to have a distinct advantage, right? It's, is Verlander confirmed? Verlander I've versus... I've not seen starters yet. But, like a Joel Ryan or somebody, yeah. right? But, I mean, I think I think that there's a pressure to get game one that, you know, back in 19 didn't necessarily exist, let's say that. <laughs> yeah. All right, here we go. The Rock knows the biggest slice. The biggest slice and the last piece. You'll notice if you're doing math at home, there's 25% left. Try not to do math, Declan. Or 20%, and then we'll get you the yeah, 5% tomorrow. Just, That's yeah. true. I, yeah. I literally double-checked this four times, and I'm still scared it's not right. If it's at the bottom um, of your notes, maybe. I lost it. Biggest chunk of pie, 25% to the manager, Rocco Baldelli. Rocco Baldelli pulled all the right strings wow. in, in this series, man. Wow. We ripped him in 2019, yeah. ripped him in 2020. Toronto went full old Rocco. We're pull, uh, pulling Jose Barrios in game two. Rocco Baldelli pulled all the right strings. Puts in Griffin Jacks for a second straight time when Emilio Pagan hasn't thrown yet. You got other arms in there that are ready to go. Doesn't matter. Puts Ho- mm-hmm. puts Duran right back into the game and to close things out in one and two. Doesn't matter. It works out well. Makes the pinch hitting opportunities. Donovan Solano works a couple good at-bats. He pulled every right string for the Twins, and he deserves, in my opinion, the biggest slice of pie. Rocco. Rocco, Never come doubted on down. Rocco. Yep. Never doubted I f- Rocco. I fired him in June, but beyond that. Let's, you fired him about six yeah. times this year, I yeah. feel like. And Jace Tingler, though, did a great job. I think Jace Tingler told Baldelli what to do. That's the difference from 19 and 20. <laughs> how would Judd spin it? Is yeah. That's the, what, the he, had, that's what he did. Yeah. Rocco, me, you, Joe, Ryan, let's go to a Grateful Dead concert and have some fun, huh? 25% oh, to, uh, wow. to, to Rocco Baldelli. Not even into the Grateful Amazing. Dead, really, but. I'll go with concert. With uh, well, fish, fun. fish would be good. Or too. fish would be good. Yeah. So five percent fans, ten percent Griffin Jacks, twenty percent to Carlos Correa, twenty percent to Royce Lewis, twenty percent split between Pablo and Sonny, and twenty five percent to the manager. The Rock knows how you feel about pie. So I would have put, I personally probably put Correa and Lopez above Baldelli, but I think your problem is you so denigrated Griffin Jacks. Like ordinarily, I think you don't you don't have jacks. If the on tape doesn't this, happen, yes. he's not on the spot. And then you can di- and then you can get the pieces well, of pie. Bull, I think bullpen would have been part of it because the bullpen yeah. was incredible too. Yeah, I mean, so, I, I think Correa and Lewis are my top two pie chart pieces. And I think Correa, I think it's I think it's Correa and then Royce because Correa Correa helped save Game One. And then he basically won you game two. Right. And I uh, wanted and I, Duran on here, but also like, right. I also well, believe Duran did his job. Like, Dur- Dur- like you, you, you put in your closer. Griffin Jack. Exactly. You embarrassed him <laughs> so badly. 
I would have gone Royce Lewis with the biggest chunk just because the guy just came in from the opening introductions was just yeah. a ball of energy, yeah, just a franchise changer, and then he just hits tanks to put the Twins ahead 1-0 in the series. He just set such a tone, but yeah, I mean, I think I, the only the only snubs I would say are like other bullpen guys, mm-hmm. right? So, but this is pretty good, pretty good pie chart here. Um, although I think we need to keep one thing. In, in mind, okay? The Brios poll was terrible. We all agree. The worst poll of all time up through now is Blake Snell in the World Series. Oh, yeah. The that's Kevin the worst. Cash. Yeah, that's that the worst. That, that Kevin Cash. And, and, you know, it's not just the manager, but that is still way worse. In a World Series that you could have won, you basically self-sabotaged. You, you did what the Jays did in a wild card round in the biggest moment in your franchise history, really. Hey, uh, by, by the way, on that note, so our uh, our CFO, Dave Bessler at Hubbard Radio, sent us this clip. It's like a six-minute clip. I'm just going to give you some audio from my phone here of a Blue Jays. It's a Toronto TV personality. They got their, like, Tim Horton-sponsored coffee mugs, and and this guy is, like, ready to rage. Let's see if you guys can hear this. People have been DMing me, messaging me. What is Sid going to say tomorrow? DMing you. Hundred percent. Yes, they have. They have because people want to hear what's about to happen. So let's do it. First off, I want to credit Jose Barrios for those people who don't know who he is at home. He is the pitcher that the Blue Jays brought in. That gentleman watching the Twins celebrate this young man handled it with a level of class I would not have handled. I would have gotten an Uber, flown back to Toronto, and demanded a trade. <laughs> Dude, you could see John Schneider after the decision, too. Royce, touched on this, like, on our Royce Unchained. This is coming from above, right? Yeah. And yeah. John Schneider in the dugout, he's he gets in, and he's got his arm around Barrios, and he's getting in his ear basically like, you can't see what he's saying, but Barrios is kind of, I know, I know, I know. Mm-hmm. You know John Schneider's telling him, guy, I don't I don't know what to tell you, man. Like this was this was decided two days ago. We love you. You were lights out, but like it's out of my hands. so don't blame me. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> yep. And teammates are coming up to him. You know, maybe 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 he would have given up five runs and they wound up only giving up two. But I just don't know how you it's how does no, nobody wow. say at that point, call off the dogs, abort plan? I don't know what you'd say, but how do you not say, hey, you know what? He's doing really well. Oh. And, and then you don't even get the platoon advantage because the twins bring in yeah. Donnie Barrels comes in. Like you bring in some good hitters to take good at bats. And So Ross Atkins is the Blue Jays general manager. Yep. He was hired. Oh, wait. He got fired yesterday. On October fourth, the Toronto Blue Jays fired Atkins after no. that's on Wikipedia. It's a and it's the best thing about Wikipedia. Everyone can uh, make an edit. <laughs> somebody, it. somebody wanted to. You know what? Jose Brios got into Ross Atkins' Wikipedia page and put that. That's funny. It does literally say on October fourth, the Blue Jays fired Atkins after the team that's failed to win yet edit. another playoff series. That that's is not. That did edit. not happen yet. Uh, that did not happen. Phenomenal. Yet. But he did come from Cleveland. Yes, he did come from Cleveland. Well, mm. look, the Twins did. The Blue Jays played awesome. 
the Blue Jays managed and and uh, uh, their philosophy in this series, I think, was incredibly close to the Twins Houston series in 2020. Whit Merrifield said, "I quote, I hated it on the decision well, to pull Jose Barrios. It's because he's not playing much. He knows he's probably gone." Whit Merrifield. I mean, he's right. Whit Merrifield here. Yeah, same. What? I'm a former yeah, Kansas City Royal. When I was in Kansas City, we never did anything like this. <laughs> <laughs> What's funny is the Royals actually probably did because they had that yeah. legendary bullpen, you know. Um, hey, one thing before we get to our immaculate grid challenge here, and then we're gonna be we're gonna be doing we're gonna be doing some vent lines as we go. We wanted to hit you guys with vent lines after the streaks ended because of we're doing purple daily, we're doing all this other stuff. We're we're gonna get you some vent lines for these twins playoff games coming up in the LDS series, but we're gonna get you if not Ventline, very timely reaction episodes where we, we'll probably do pie charts after each game because we like putting things in pie in uh, pie chart form. So the Scornar Twin Show is going to be a near daily show until the Twins are eliminated yeah. or not, or until they're parading down Hennepin Avenue in Minneapolis. So we're we're super pumped that we brought this show back, and you guys have helped validate that because we woke up this morning, or I guess went to bed last night. And we saw that on the Apple National Baseball Podcast charts that the Scornar Twin Show not only was the number one twins-related podcast, it was the 12th-ranked baseball podcast in the country. Thank you. Insane. Ahead of uh, Flippin' Bats from Fox Sports and just behind the Jared Carabas DraftKings podcast. He's the guy that left Barstool for yeah. DraftKings. And then just behind the John Boy Talking Yanks podcast, which is ninth. So the response from you guys, I mean, obviously, the, like, thanks to the Twins for just, like, being super interesting and winning playoff games for the first time. But the response from you guys as we look to just recreate this community. Told you the fans were good. Thank you. Told you the fans were good. Yeah. Well, you, they just need something. I man. know. Like, throw them a freaking bone. But that's why it bugs me so it. much when, like, people in our end of the business are like, well, you're so quiet. You're too quiet. Well, yeah, no bleep, Sherlock. They lost eight consecutive playoff games. Yeah. Well, and I think, like, this is, like, probably more information than people care about. But for us at Score North, we have three full-time people. Although A.J. Fredrickson is now full-time helping with the Tom Bernard Show here at Hubbard and Score North and social media. So we're going to work him in the mix. Yep. We love having him. Uh, we get Ross a little bit, but it's basically the three of us that are creating all Score North content with some help from some contributors here and there. So when it comes down, and we know that the Vikings are 365, they're just, the Vikings are always on, right? It's hard for us to be everywhere all the time, 365 days a year. So sometimes if the twins aren't interesting for two years, we have to kind of pull back on them. But now everyone's interesting. Mm hmm. Everyone's interesting. You got the Twins got winning games the in the playoffs. We got so well. well yeah. Let's stop at Gopher Sports so far. Okay, the Gophers are terrible. But other than that, <laughs> there's no Golden Gopher Daily Show for a reason. <laughs> All right, it's time for an Immaculate Grid Challenge here, presented by our friends over at Power Lodge and Miller Marine. So right now, it is beautiful, crisp fall air out here. Oh no, Judd, can you hop in? Uh, of course I can. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I don't have my copy points, but I'm going to tell you right now that they are the official CF mo moto. And I mean, if you're watching this right now, look that, huh? if you're look at, look at what they have available. I mean, Power Lodge, Miller Marine, throttle therapy in the summer. And you know what, Dex, they've got what you need in the winter. 
They are absolutely the best around. Power Lodge right there in Ramsey. They are going to make you very happy if you if you want to be outside this winter, and a lot of people do. It's perfect. And again, in summer, it's all about the Bennington and the throttle therapy. Also, our friends at Universal Sports Auction, we got new items. Uh, yeah, let's see what we got here. Look at this Matt oh, Boldy. Oh, we got the Boldy got sign. The signed nice. Oh, look Matt at that North Boldy. Stars. Retro. I know those colors are your favorite. They should be wearing these more. They They're going to be wearing these more I as their third the uniforms. Uh, when you go to scorenorth.com slash shop, you'll see a collectibles tab from our friends at Universal Sports Auction. There's some new things on their website, and with promo code SCORE, 10% off all purchases. You can go to Universal Sports Auctions in the YouTube comment section. It's also on our website at scorenorth.com slash shop. Go get your hands this nice Matt Boldy jersey. Hockey fans love the merch too, Dex. Oh, we love the merch. Who wouldn't love the merch? That's absolutely perfect. Framed in the man cave. Oh, yeah. Watching games. Be absolutely perfect. All Nothing right, let's throw that. it up there. All right, let's get Macula this Immaculate Grid, grid going and Phil here come back. as Phil uh, comes back from the dead from his We're almost friends. done here. My, my fiance just texted me all the way in the burbs. We had a power outage. That, so I could, there must be things going on around the metro here. I'm not sure what's what's going on. Yeah, well, I mean, you are a long ways out. Hi, Phil. He's back. Jeez. We got okay. the grid coming up. Uh, and housekeeping note, Universal Sports. And uh, shout out to our friends at Universal Sports and Miller, Marine and Power Lodge. We uh, were able to get those reads in. Awesome. So, Thanks for supporting our partners here. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's Maybe we the, can support the internet. The internet yeah, do we need uh, an internet partner? Yes, son of a... <laughs> Here's right. the immaculate grid. Go ahead, Phil. Oh, here we go. Okay, we're looking to go nine for nine. That's how we be uh, be immaculate today, and uh, we'll see about a rarity score. But we're looking for a royal who was an A, a royal who was a cub, and a royal who was an Oriole. And then we're looking for an A who stole thirty bases in a season, and an A with two hundred hits in a season. A cub who swiped 30 bags and a cub with 200 hits in the season. An Oriole who swiped 30 bags and an Oriole with 200 hits in a season. We'll put eight minutes on the clock just for some structure here. Okay. All right. I, I got a Royal and a cub for you. Okay. His name was Pete Lecoq. Yeah. Pete uh, Lecoq. I have his baseball Who card. Who is the son <laughs> of... 72 to 80? Yes. Lecoq. Is, is it French? Who is the, the son Hulk? of... Peter Marshall, who hosted uh, game shows. We're good with this? Yes. Okay. Pete Lecoq. Pete Lecoq. 1%. 1%. Uh, higher than I would have thought. Two things. I already. I think Lecoq I got, was higher than I thought. Got a couple <laughs> options here. Phil, I think you got a great special between the Royals and Birds. Because I remember a young, when I used to listen to the Mackie and Judge show, or Mackie and Royce show. Yeah. Who was a pitcher on the Royals Phil, that always bested the twins. Do you remember who I'm talking about? I'm going to try to let uh, you figure this out. Bruce, Bruce Chen. Chen. Bruce Chen. Yep. Yeah. Yep. 100%. That's get, a great one. We good with that? 100%. Bruce Chen. Love me some Bruce God. Chen. Smoke and mirrors. 1%. Oh, five. Oh, wowza. There's Bruce a, Chen is a, he's a legend, man. He's Johnny legend. Damon was an A and a one. Uh, we used him yesterday. Swaggy V. God, he's got he he fits a lot of boxes. He has a lot of ALC. Let's, let's yeah. keep using. Anytime we can That's use good. Danny Valencia, we should use Danny Valencia. That's great. Okay. Point two. Oh boy, Danny, look at that Brown look on his face here. too. And and he's got the A's hat on. Yeah. Beautiful. Okay, thirty awesome. plus stolen bases. Okay, so I I love so, these ones. Um, the two hundred hit ones too. There's uh, we found out the hard way that it's a lot harder to get two hundred hits in a season than maybe we yeah. Figured. 
I got a couple ideas, though. All right. 30-plus stolen bases for the A's, the obvious one, but it's going to be huge, Um, is Ricky. Rajay Davis. Still 30-plus? Yep. Okay. Yeah, for sure. I'm with Dex on that one. I think I had him. Rajay Davis. 2009 or something. Rajay Davis. Two. Two percent. Did Bobby Dernier Dernier ever ever steal 30, Phil? Do you remember? I don't know for sure. Juan Pierre works here. I love throw, stolen bases with my wheelhouse. I love mm. stolen bases. Let me think real quick to like I'm trying high. to think of mid mid to late nineties Cubs was my Oh nice. My drug. But like like Sammy Sosa, I'm pretty sure had a thirty stolen base season wow, before really? he started taking steroids. Pretty sure on that. Okay. He stole some bases. They also had guys like Mickey Morandini, who was a sneaky stolen base yeah, guy. From Philadelphia. Mickey Morandini. Yeah, he came over from Philadelphia. He's a nice player, second baseman. And then um do you guys remember uh, Corey Patterson, yep. that outfielder? Oh, who also played for Baltimore. Yeah. He did, which, well, Corey, he might have stolen 30 for Baltimore. So Brian Corey Roberts Patterson. would work for the Birds, too, because I had him in fantasy, and he was a five-tool man. You're not a five-tool. He had some pop, but he stole, he led the he league in stolen He stole 50 or bases. 60 for sure. Yeah. Yep. He might be a, that might be a, like a 10 to 20% one, which is fine. Uh, in terms of obscure Cubs, Juan Pierre was so you're saying Juan Pierre for the Cubs, right? Yep. Yeah, it was a brief stint that people might forget. Um, Corey Patterson from 20 years ago. I would say I, I would guys. say between Corey and Pierre, I feel good about those. But if you got a great 90s poll, fire away, baby. Derek May. Try to think of their. Uh, they had Jose Hernandez was more of a power hitting shortstop. Ray Sanchez might have might have stolen thirty in, in a season. Four, Gary Matthews. No, Dernier. Dernier might have. Yeah, more. They actually weren't that fast a team, but then. Um, I mean, I I think I actually think Juan Pierre is going to be because because people think of him as a Marlin. People, I don't know that people think of him as a Cub. But as a much. lot of teams. Yes, I'm curious to know. Okay. Corey Patterson's a little bit more mainstream cub, mm. right? Mm. Which, and again, he might work. 13, oh, 13%. 13%. Eh. That's okay. It's good. It's good. It's, it's Corey Patterson as I'm an oriel option might work. I'm going to find that one. Let's just leave that one alone for a second and go to 200 hits. Can yeah. I give you an old school uh, Oakland Philadelphia A's option? A? <laughs> it was a Philadelphia A who was one of the 400 hitters from 100 years ago. Nap LaJoy. Now, Napla Joy, he was one of those, like, before anyone hit home runs in baseball. Great hitter, yep. He was like a 3,000 hit guy, a 400 batting average guy in one year. I would assume that would equate to 200 hits in the season, right? I'm not 100% sure, but I'm like 95. Do you want me to fire it? And he would be less than 5% because he's from 100 years ago. Okay. Do you want me to fire it? That sounds good. I know he's a 3,000 hit guy, and I know he hit 400. Fire it. So, let's fire it. Four. Four percent. Okay. Hey, you know what? I think, uh, right. well, Tejada would have worked for the A's. He might work for the Birds. Tejada still had some really good years with Oakland. He was definitely like an all-star with yeah. the Birds. There was another some guy. Here's another guy. Orioles. We know Cal Ripken did it, but that'll that's probably be, the biggest one. absurdly high. Roberto Alomar? I think like old Frank Orioles. Robinson. Oh, Frank. Frank Robinson was a great red and a great Oriole. 
for Cub 200 hit seasons, we've used Rogers Hornsby for other like for like big things. Rogers Hornsby, we probably used like three times um, as a Cub, as a Cardinal from 100 years ago. He was a 300-ish career hitter. Okay, am, I like having, another guy that, am I having deja vu? Didn't we try that once and it was like a 199 or who am I? We've had a couple of those ridiculous. Was it not Hornsby? I don't think it was Hornsby, was it? Okay. I believe you. I just thought maybe. Yeah, he was. I'm, I'm never 100% sure with the 200 hits guys because right. it is weird. But if we if it, if it he was, it would be less than 5%. Well, let's go back. 100 years ago. Let's All go right. back to the 80s Cubs. Because there were some... Didn't um, Mark Grace probably 70s. had 200 hits oh, in the season, right? That's a good one. Uh, the That's Red Sox. One. the Billy Buckner? Bill Buckner. Didn't, wasn't he used with the Cubs before the He was a good hitter. Sox, right? I don't remember if he was too... Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, he was a Dodger, really a Cub, hitter. and then a Red Sox. Mm-hmm. That could be a... I, I wouldn't... I know that's he a good played obscure, for the Cubs. I mean, that, that's an obscure poll. I mean, he was he was better with the Cubs than he was with the Red Sox, wasn't he? Yes. Yes, he I just like that he one. just eventually lost the, the first base job, I think, to Leon Durham. Joe, was from, he like a three? Was he a three hundred hitter? Yes, he he was he was Mark Grace before Mark Grace. So here's my logic there, where I would I would side with this one is that guys struck out a lot less back in that day, right? Yeah. If, so if he hit three hundred, and he well, I guess the strikeouts wouldn't, and they walked less too. So what I'm saying is like right. when you hit three hundred, you don't have as many walks eating into it. I think Billy Buckner could be a fun one for a low rarity score. Okay. Can we do it? I like that one. Billy Buckner. Bill Buckner, not Billy. There's two of them, I guess. William Buckner. One time. Bang, 3%. Nice. Look at that mustache, too. Look at that stash. And he was great on curb before he died. He was on curb. He was on curb. He's the baseball. Oh, Mm -hmm. God, that's a great upside. So we know we can finish this out with uh, Brian Roberts. And somebody else. Should we just do Brian, Brian Roberts? Roberts? Yeah. This is this might be like twenty percent. Let's see. Ah, uh, sixteen. Sixteen percent. What are we at now? So twenty nine, thirty four, thirty five, thirty seven. We're sitting at like forty. So if we, if, if we can get something that's five percent or less, we would so be under fifty percent. Two hundred hits. So Orioles, great. Orioles. We know Cal Ripken. Cal Ripken. Uh, Brady I, Anderson probably did it. Brady pretty Anderson. Good, pretty good for a little bit. <laughs> he had fifty. Weird. What fifty-two home runs in a season? Who else did we write? Man, did he Corey Patterson for the steals? I'm gonna. Ch- I'm just gonna check Patterson for the steal. I know he didn't have two hundred hits in a season, so I'm just gonna Google Patterson oh. for the. Uh, All right. Okay. Steals. Just to see if we had one there. He had Tejada. I, I swear he did it after the. He got Damn it, Corey, Royce, Corey right? Patterson stole 45 and 37 with oh, the uh, with the O's. It's okay. You know, Tejada was a really good hitter. Um, it's so hard with the 200 hits, but... You just try it? I'm trying to think of other guys. Like, he was a 300 hitter. Maybe he was one I mean, of the best 200 hitters hits is a really hard one because... Even guys in the 70s, it's not like it was a regular thing, you know? Like, there were certain guys... Um, but they didn't like have a lot of other guys. I feel like it, Eddie Murray was a good I mean, player. Eddie but he was more of a power hitter. I wouldn't. I don't think he. What a weird franchise, the Orioles. Yeah, well, the birds, and before birds. that, they were the St. Louis Browns, which was a complete dumpster fire. Um, I'm I'm cool taking a shot on Tejada. Okay. 
I don't. I mean, Ripken's the one that we would go with if we were trying. But Tejada is going to be lower than Ripken. Cool. Eighteen percent. Oh. Oh, we got it. Oh, he's less than that. Five. Five percent. Miguel Tejada. Nice. Wow. Good call. Nice job, boys. Good call, gentlemen. Well, 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 birds did. Uh, let's see here. Miguel well, Tejada did it twice. How about BJ Suroff in 1999? That's a great one. That's a good one, but I never would have got that. He was a brewer, too, wasn't he? Yes. Uh, Al Bumby, 1980. Oh, Bumbry. He did it? Yep. Once. Holy cow. What did did he have? Uh, 200. At 205. Oh, wow. And then a bunch of guys from the 40s when they were the St. Louis. So really only Tejada, Surhoff, Ripken, and Bumbry were the only guys to... Tejada had 200 hits three times with Oakland in 2002 and then 2004 and 2006. Good ball player. Good ball player there. Miguel. Some good shortstops back then, gentlemen. Bill Buckner would have worked for stolen bases, too, with the Cubs. That's interesting. Who did? Bill Buckner would have worked for stolen bases with the Cubs as well. God, I never would have got that. Did Sammy Sosa get 30 with the Cubs? No. Oh, Sandberg did, though. Billy Williams did it a bunch. Yeah. So really, Sammy Sosa, really how about this, dude? Yeah, you know, Sammy Sosa stole 36 in 1993. With, he had 30-30 season mm, with the Cubs. What? In 1993. Huh. Usually uh That's weird cuz usually on the on like the player thing like when I click on 15, it shows the list of Cubs and Sammy is not on here. He that's also strange. had 34 in 1995. So he stole 32 worked? with the White Sox in 1992. Sosa would have worked. Well, no, but I'm saying. Telling us. But I'm saying if he doesn't show up on the grid, the Declan's scrolling yeah, through. Oh, I'm looking at this. I'm looking at him. Oh, never mind. Yeah, forget it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm done. All right. Griffin Jacks. Well, there it is. The Minnesota Twins have advanced to the American League Division Series, and uh, we'll have you covered. Post game shows, reactions. We've got Vikings Chiefs this weekend. A little Vikings vent line after that game. So. Thank you guys for making the Score North Twin Show one of the top 12 baseball podcasts in America on this glorious Thursday here. We will catch you guys tomorrow for a Feedback Friday edition of the Score North Twin Show.